Well, I get the New England Journal, and I just stumbled upon another um, interesting fact. It appears that um, the gut biome has uh, even more to do with uh, diabetes and its after effects than we thought. This is a an article on um, actually the uh, the journal is edition was August thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Page eighty eight. Bile acids, the microbiome, immunity, and liver um, tumors. <clears throat> they were talking specifically about hepatocellular uh, cancer, and you may remember. Hepatocellular cancer is one of those unusual but deadly um, uh, outcomes of NAFLD, fatty liver disease. Uh, the liver is also the number one place where you tend to get um, uh, metastases of cancer. And the liver, uh, hepatocellular cancer uh, carcinoma itself is the number two cause of tumor death in the world right now. Again, probably uh, there's some toxins associated in other parts of the world with uh, hepatocellular cancer, but again in the U.S. the reason it's growing so quickly has to do with um, fatty liver disease. Now, <clears throat> what has the gut biome got to do with fatty liver disease? I'm gonna spare you having to go through all that chicken scratch there. Um, but we'll go straight over to the pictures. It always helps, doesn't it? So this, they discovered this in rats. So basically what they did was they um, gave this rat, uh, this is the rat liver, this is the small intestine, this pink thing, snake-looking thing, and this brown worm-looking thing is the rat large intestine. Um, they gave this rat um, an antibiotic. That antibiotic caused a, uh, well, actually, <clears throat> let's, that's what happened down here in the experiment part. Let's talk about what goes on normally in the rat first in the gut biome. So normally, um, you've got a uh, type of bacteria in the colon, which is called... Um, it's a gram-positive, which is a classification of um, bacteria, and a specific type uh, called clostridium. So these clostridium species are living in the gut normally, and normally you're getting a transition from primary bile acids to secondary bile acids. Um, in terms of uh, next steps, you have no impact on a on some of the immune system, and you get a relatively small increase in killer T cells. Killer T cells are the um, the big thing here. What we're wanting to do is increase the uh, number and activity of killer T cells, and that in turn will decrease uh, tumor activity within the liver, whether it's metastases, uh, metastatic tumor cells, or um, tumor cells that have originated within the liver, like hepatocellular carcinoma. So <clears throat> when someone does have a cancer, uh, especially like lung cancers and other types of cancers that tend to metastasize, um, those cells uh, 
go through the body and the bloodstream and they are, because the liver is a big filter, it tends to catch a lot of these cells. Now, <clears throat> what did they do in terms of the experiment? They gave the rat an antibiotic. The antibiotic decreased the gram-positive bacteria, this Clostridium species specifically. That caused a, um, a decrease in the progression from primary bile acids to secondary. So you get a decrease in secondary bile acids, an increase in primary bile acids. That caused an increase in an immune um, marker called CL, uh, what, CLX, C, CLX L16. CLX L16. That CLX L16 caused a significant increase in killer T cells within the liver. And then guess what? So therefore you get a significant decrease in uh, tumor cells, whether it's hepatocellular carcinoma or metastatic carcinoma. Now he goes on in, in this article, this doc goes on to talk about, well, you know, maybe there are dietary implications for this. And I think for sure there are, um, We've talked about dietary implications regarding um, the gut biome and um, diabetes, insulin resistance. We talked about those in, in other videos where they actually uh, did fecal transplants um, and uh, both animals and humans. Um, the, the, the humans involved were not receiving. They, the humans were the fecal donors for some animals where they actually created insulin resistance in those animals. They took animals that were not um, insulin resistant, uh, gave them a, um, a dose of human um, uh, feces in, in the animal colon. Uh, once the animal started uh, having the same uh, gut biome as the insulin resistant human, the animal became insulin resistant. So there's a lot going on in terms of the gut biome. Um, <clears throat> how that's going to impact our diet and how we can use that uh, with dietary interventions in the future, um, it's not too clear yet. Thank you for your interest.